0: Told me a few years ago that I'd end up recording an audio book of advice. I'd have punched them in the nose for taking the piss. I mean, unless the advice is how to end up dead or in jail, I'm not exactly qualified. I'm Ozzy Osborne, not Oprah Fucking Winfrey. But here I am, Doctor Ozzy as people call me now. And to be totally honest with you, I love this new gig. I suppose it all started just before my last world tour. When a bloke from the Sunday Times magazine in London came over to my house and asked if I wanted to be their new health and relationship columnist. When I'd finished spitting out tea over my Yorkshire Terrier, I asked him, Are you sure you've got the right person? He said yeah, they were sure. If I wanted the job, the guy added, readers would write in with their problems, everything from stub toes to tear away kids to fallouts with the in laws, and I'd give my answers. I wouldn't even have to put pen to paper. Someone would call me up every week so I could dictate my words of wisdom over the telephone. Look, are you absolutely 100% sure you've got the right person? I asked him again. He just smiled. The funny thing is, the more I thought about it, the more it made sense, in a crazy kind of way. I mean, by all accounts, I'm a medical miracle. It's all very well going on a bender for a couple of weeks but mine went on for the best part of 40 years. At one point, I was knocking back four bottles of cognac a day, blacking out, coming round and starting again. Meanwhile, during the filming of the Osbournes, I was shoving 42 different types of prescription medication down my neck every single day. Each of those drugs had about 20 or 30 different side effects, so there were about a thousand things wrong with me at any one time, just thanks to the pills and that was before the dope I was smoking in my safe room, away from the cameras, or the crates of beer I was putting away, or the speed I was doing before my daily jogs around Beverly Hills. I also used to get through cigars like they were cigarettes. I'd smoke them in bed. Do you mind, I'd ask Sharon as I lit up a Cuban the size of the Red October. Please go ahead, she'd say, before whacking me with a copy of Vanity Fair. Of course, I've also taken a few well, not exactly legal things in my time. There are probably rats in US Army labs who've seen fewer chemicals than I have. It's amazing that none of that dodgy shit ever killed me. On the other hand, maybe it shouldn't be such a surprise given all the other things I've survived, like being hit by a plane, it crashed into my tour bus when I was asleep with Sharon in the back, or getting a false positive HIV test. My immune system had been knocked out by booze and cocaine, not the virus or a suspected rabies infection, after eating a bat, or being told that I had Parkinson's disease. It was actually a rare genetic tremor. I was even put in the loony bin for a while. Do you masturbate, Mr Osborne, was the first thing the guy in the white coat asked me. I'm here for my head, not my dick, I told him. Oh yeah, and I've been dead twice. That happened, so I'm told, while I was in a chemically induced coma after I broke my neck in a quad bike accident. I've got more metal screws in me now than an Ikea flat pack, all thanks to the amazing doctors and nurses of the NHS. I always used to say that when I die, I should donate my body to the Natural History Museum. But since accepting the job as the Sunday Times Doctor Ozzie, which snowballed into a gig at Rolling Stone too, I don't have to anymore, because a bunch of scientists from Harvard University offered to take a sample of my DNA and map out my entire human genome. What do you want to do that for? I asked them. To find out why you're still alive, they said. Thanks to them, I now know for sure that I'm a genetic anomaly, or at least that's what they told a room full of mega brains at TEDMED, a medical conference in San Diego, when they announced the results in 2010. The fact that I'm still alive isn't the only reason why I agreed to become Dr. Ozzy, though. I've seen literally hundreds of doctors and shrinks during my lifetime and have spent well over a million quid on them. So I'm now convinced that I know more about being a doctor than some doctors do. And that's not just because of the insane lifestyle I've led. I'm also a terrible hypochondriac. I'll catch a disease off the telly, me. Being ill is like a hobby. I've even started to diagnose my own diseases with the help of the internet. Actually, my assistant Tony does all the research for me, because I ain't exactly Stephen fucking Hawking when it comes to using a computer. Of course... I'm always asked, if you're such a hypochondriac, Cosy. how could you have taken all those drugs over the years? But the thing is, when you have an addictive personality...